Welcome to Chronicles Abroad presenting Global Grind, a four-part series where we discuss practical steps to get you started working abroad. So let's get to it with our guest host, Parshel Tashi. everybody what's going on i'm nubia and i'm francis and we are back with global grind lesson number three is this three fingers lesson number three yes i just want to do this quick caveat before we get started <laughs> nubia has a lot of energy guys so i had peanut butter chocolate popcorn for lunch i don't know how this is gonna go <laughs> but we'll do our best <laughs> <laughs> so we are back with Parshel Tashi, and she is going to talk to us about the top types of videos to produce. So let's get into video production talk. Hey, Parshel, welcome back. Hey, hey. Back. Hi. We've already gone through lessons one and two, which specifically stemmed around trying to define your vision and roadmap for video. We discussed the why, why are you doing the videos and asking yourself these six important questions to dive deep into what it is that you wanna do and why you're doing it. Then we went on in lesson two and we talked about breaking your barriers of video. And guess what? It was one conclusion. The barrier is you. Can't be in camera shy, having excuses, worrying about perception of what people think of you, having not having enough ideas, blah, blah, blah. All of the limiting beliefs that you create for yourself and breaking through those barriers. So here we are in lesson three. And Parshel, what do we got for lesson three? So for lesson three, I'm excited to dive into the types of video that can be done because most of us know there's all different types of ways video can be utilized and different types. So there are instructional videos, there are how-to videos, there are uh, onboarding videos, uh, videos that showcase your your product or your service, right? Sales videos, testimonial videos, right? The, the list goes on and on and on. So what I want to help us to identify today, which are the best ones to get started with and which ones are the most effective for your business. So that's what we're chatting about today. Nice, nice. Let's get started. Awesome. So the best videos, top videos, are the ones that are going to make the difference for you and your business. It doesn't have to be every single video in the world that exists, right? Because in reality, one video could change the world of your business, right? So taking that focus on quality over quantity and what your vision is, right? Going back to what we talked about in lesson one, what is it that your vision you know, entails? What is it that video can help move along for your visions? The best videos that you can produce are the ones that are going to make the biggest difference for you. So I'm excited to chat about that and dive into some strategy to help you guys identify which of those top videos you can start on. So if I'm, I don't know, let's say, let's use me as an example. So if I'm just getting started into doing a video, like what would be the best video to put out as like your first video? As your first video, I think it would be great that you had a essentially either an advertisement that listed out a particular pain that you're here to solve, right? Introducing yourself. It would be a combination of that and probably an about video, right? What is your product? What is your service? You know, what is it that you're offering? So that would be the first one, right? To establish who you are, 
why you're here, what pain you're solving, and how people can reach out to you to get help. Makes sense. Makes sense. With anything, right? It's like you should be able to introduce yourself and have, I think it was, what was it, lesson two when we discussed having that elevator pitch. If somebody was to ask you, what is it that you do or what is it that you give or whatever, you should be able to have that almost memorized, right? Where it doesn't sound scripted, but you're able to give that information in the 30 seconds. So you should be able to do the same thing in video. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely times where you have to be brief and get to the point. I mean, how many of you guys have ever gone to, you know, you got something that you're trying to figure out could be how to fix a toilet or how to, you know, how to get started in your business, whatever. And you go and you're searching on YouTube to get some help to understand that. And you go to uh, watch a video and it's like, come on, get to the point. How many times have you done that? Right. So in the same way, as you're providing value, you want to get to the meat of it as soon as possible. So being brief with how you explain and communicate, you know, right from the start is really important. You know, it's interesting. I came across because I, I had Google because, you know, last time we talked, I talked about how like I have an issue with rambling and I Google like how to stop rambling in videos. I Google everything and an acronym popped up that's called PRESS and PRESS stands for P, get to the point, get to the reason of why you're saying whatever you're saying, have an example and then S, summarize. Essentially just keep it as succinct as that. So that might be helpful for anyone who's like, you know, trying to create whatever content they're trying to create. No, that's a good point because I think that a lot of us have techniques that we use like me and my, you know what I'm saying, fillers and Francis and her constant rambling, you know, to fill in this airspace that we think we need to fill, which doesn't really need to be filled with excess shit, right? It's kind of like, what is it that we want? Just kind of get to the point. So with that, what do you think about the length of videos? Because we were talked about this before, the attention spans are starting to get shorter and shorter with like, IG TV and videos that don't allow you to do videos over 15 seconds, over three minutes, everything is really condensed. So what do you think is a good length to start with? Like if we're looking at the whole gamut, what would be your, your strategy around creating your videos? So the strategy that I actually would recommend is recalling and understanding what your customer journey is. How does somebody go from not knowing who you are to then knowing who you are, then purchasing from you, then purchasing again, and then sending someone else to you, right? What is that customer's journey like? Um, most of us, of course, in business are looking to accelerate that know, like, and trust factor, right? How quickly can I get people to know who I am, then to like me and find some value and then trust me? So that's really, I think, to define your strategy is to look at that funnel, look at that process. Where are people falling off? What are the biggest needs? You know, ask yourself those questions. How many people know about me? How many people like me? How many people are trusting me, right? Or maybe, um, let's say, for example, you, you are pretty well known, right? There's a number of eyeballs on you already. So a lot of people know you, they know you for what you do, but for some reason they, they haven't got to like you very much or that there's nothing really that's there that speaks to connection. A lot of us gain value in the marketplace by what we know, right? So the things that we share in our expertise is what kind of attracts people to us. But then at that point, we think we have to remain there when actually at that like, when you want people to start liking you to get to that like stage, you have to start, I think in my opinion, start revealing a little bit more about yourself. Start talking about your story, start talking about the things that motivate you. And that only builds and brings more power to the value that you're already bringing, right? So now you're bringing value, you have, you know, people actually like you, they appreciate you, they, there's something that they connect with even more, and then you can continue to, uh, to that trust factor. So the strategy, again, that I like to start off with is identifying 
that know, like, and trust funnel and asking yourself, where along my customer journey do I need the most juice? <laughs> do I need the most fuel, right, that I'm empty? And that will help you to, right from the start, kind of identify, well, what type of video should I make? You know, what what's the goal of my video? Um, and as well as the length. Because I will tell you that if you are new to the marketplace as well, you have to be even more brief. They don't know you yet. It's important that from that beginning stage that you are doing whatever you can in very quick, small moments. Um, Instagram is really good for that, but to start to share and, and share that value, but you do it in a short period of time. Because think about it, even as a, a friend or somebody that I just met, I might hang out with them for five minutes at an event, but then the more they get to know me, the more they get to like me and trust me. Now we're not just spending five minutes together. We're spending 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. I mean, there are content producers and, and media, you know, people that I listen to and their videos are like an hour. One guy's video I, I watched was eight hours long. Damn. Why? Eight, really? eight Why? hours. Was it an instructional video? Did he go into like Whoa. every single bit of detail? Like that's a little long. I don't want to talk to anybody for eight hours. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I didn't listen to it for eight hours straight, but I'm just saying just to kind of give that example there that, you know, even a video as long as eight minutes or eight hours, I'm sorry, can be watched and engaged with, you know what I mean? Because of the value that's being provided in that eight hours, I wouldn't spend eight hours of time yeah. you know, going into something that wasn't helping me. So it's just part of that process. Your video can be as short as 10 to 15 seconds just to, you know, start to meet people it can be as long as eight hours. <laughs> where you're really diving into providing so much value, you know, so. It's crazy because three minute videos seem so long now these days, especially if I'm not getting any value within the first 20 seconds or so. I think that, you know, one thing that you said that seems to be a constant across the board of all the lessons is transparency. Being yourself, having some personality, bringing yourself to the product or to whatever it is to your audience, right? Like don't be a robot. Don't be so scripted. Don't be, you know, just about sales, but bring a, a level of human aspect to it, right? Like in that first 20 seconds, you got to grasp your audience because there's plenty of times I go on a live, I'll hang around for a few seconds. If they're not saying anything, I'm just like off gone. You know what I mean? I'll watch somebody's IG video. I might see the first one, but if they got 15 of them rolling back to back, I'm, the first one is, and then I forward it off. So I get that the attention span is imperative. You definitely got to catch people within that first video in order to continue to speak. Because if you try to get to the meat of it a minute in, you done lost 50 to 60% of your audience probably. Right. Absolutely. I mean, having that goal in mind is really important as well when it comes to that strategy, because, again, if we look at that funnel and we're trying to identify what kind of video do I need to do based on what's important to my business right now, that goal for you might be any, you know, from awareness. Right. I want more people to be aware of who I am or I need to educate more of my prospects. I need to sell my stuff. I need to actually demonstrate what I do. Just because you say that you're a lawyer or you're uh, a travel blogger or anything doesn't really mean any, you know, just to say that is, is just uh, one aspect of it. But when you can demonstrate, when you can actually showcase what you're doing and demonstrate the value, that's huge. You know, people actually get to watch you in action and, and see what it is that you do. So to demonstrate your skill might be one of your goals or to straight up inspire people too, right? Thinking about your audience, what is it that's going to matter to them and help push them along? Depending on what your goal is, also, you know, it's a huge and imperative to understanding what kind of video should I do? You don't have to be random about knowing what video you want to do next. You don't have to just pull something out of the hat. You can actually think strategically, all right, 
for my business right now, where do I need the most support? Do I need more people just to straight up know who I am? Do I need more people to start to like me? Do I need more people to start to trust me? And from there, you, you have a plan. You can identify what kind of video is going to make the most sense. How long should it be, right? What, what stage am I with my audience? Could they hang for five minutes on this topic or should I go shorter, right? It's all different for everybody, but um, it's definitely a, a will and a way uh, to make it happen and to be effective on video. What are some uh, pitfalls have you found? Because you worked a lot of companies. What pitfalls have you found when people are trying to you know, produce videos and the types of videos that they're trying to produce. Every week, Chronicles Abroad brings you incredible stories of people who have moved their lives and careers to every corner of the globe. Now, our Global Grind series is taking you step-by-step step through the process of creating an international life for yourself. So we're providing practical advice, resources, and call to actions to support you as you begin your international journey. The biggest pitfalls, I guess, I mean, prior to them working with us is just that it's been very random. It's been kind of sporadic or inconsistent, or they just they, they just haven't really been sure about, again, the process. They know why video is important. They wish they could do more video. Everybody wishes they could do more video. But the, the challenge usually is around the how and the and the what. You know what I mean? So the pitfalls really, like I said, just fall around those areas of consistency and, you know, and, and what they've done in the past, you know? Yeah, I hope that answered the question, but that's just kind of an example beforehand. I think it's just, it's just random. It's not very, it's not as well planned out and strategically placed as it could have been. And distribution, I would say, is the other, actually, I would say that's the number one issue. <laughs> Usually I, you know, I go to talk to a client and they, maybe they produced a video some time ago and I said, okay, well, how did it do? You know, we don't know. Or we put it on our website. Okay. Did you also put it on YouTube? What about your social media? Did you share it with any of your, with your, your, your customer base? Did you email with anybody? Right. There's all these things that they did not do to actually get it seen. So I think one of the biggest pitfalls is they're, they're not aware of and strategically using the platforms that are out there to bring more awareness to, to themselves on that video that they had done before. Now I have a question that stems around being a small business, having a brand and intermingling your personal stuff with your business brand on the page. Now I see that happen a lot, especially on Instagram, right? People have a product or a course or, you know, they travel or whatever, right? But then there's all these other random just life stuff on their page, but their page is also branded as a business. Do you recommend that even being a thing where people should intertwine the two, you know, and they're doing videos of them hanging with their girlfriends or videos that, you know, a lot of people just do the lives and they're hanging out and they're just like, I've seen people do whole freaking concerts on their IG videos and things like that. You know, they're at a show and they're showing, but also they're supposed to be an entrepreneur or business person. Does that hurt your business? You think at the same time is like being consistent with the type of content that you're showing and don't put personal stuff in the mix. So that's a really, really good question. I know that when it comes to, and this is just from my standpoint, when it comes to life and business and what you're doing today, we should all know that the more, like I said, the whole no like and trust factor, the more that people get to know and like and trust you, the better. Now you can have a couple of, you know, different personal accounts, or you can actually within Facebook, for example, you know, define a certain group of uh, like a, a separate friends list and you can share certain things only to them, right? You can be in control 
of, of what, what matters uh, to you. And when it comes to showcasing more of your personal side, how can that hurt you? Unless you're doing something out of integrity of what you say you stand for and believe in your business. If it is something that you think somebody would be concerned with or, you know, they may not want to do business with you because they saw you, you know, doing this or that or whatever, maybe they're not somebody you need to work with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it also takes clarity and confidence within yourself to know I don't have to change necessarily who I am, right? Because I'm confident in that in order to suit or please someone else. So I think that there is a fine line with that. But to me, it just goes back to living a life where your lifestyle is in alignment with your values and your goals. And if that's the case, you shouldn't have to worry about that. You can go back and forth from, you know, doing your professional end of things to, hey, I'm at the spa. Like I, I'm, I'm on this vacation or I'm making peanut butter and jelly and I got some oodles and noodles. Whatever you're doing, how could that hurt? You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. you expressing who you are. So just you be just in alignment. You peanut butter and jelly. I'm hungry. <laughs> You know, that's definitely something I've thought about even when just transitioning my, just thinking about like how my Instagram looks and everything else. And I was like, do I get another account? And I'm like, it gets overwhelming having so many multiple social media accounts. But I realized, like you said, I was like, you know, if this is going to be my brand, uh, then I'm just going to live through the brand and that's going to be it and let it be consistent with how I just live my personal life as well. And I find that just makes things a lot easier. But of course, you have to be very specific and clear about you, who you are and, and what your brand is. So there, are, there is that consistency. But I'm curious for folks who are really super busy, right? Not a lot of time, but they know they have to prioritize this some way, somehow. What would you recommend would be like the top three types of videos that if you don't do anything else, but you do these and you do them consistently, this will enhance your business. What would you recommend? I would definitely recommend, I mean, if time is an issue as well, you definitely, I think, should incorporate some social video. So snippets, stories that you can do throughout the day. Those are usually pretty easy. And you can always, you know, take a five minute break and actually teach through that. Right. So that's really good if you're if you're limited on time. The other one is going live. So live streams are really good as well. Just bringing people into that is so, so key. And something about going live, even though, you, you know, you can go and rewatch whatever somebody did live before, you can watch the recording. When you're actually doing it live, there's no editing. There's no, let me take this out, you know, add this. Like, it's straight up just you unless you take your, you know, live stream somewhere else. But it's just you, you know, and whoever you're with or whatever you're doing. So live streams are, I think, really good because you can just, again, do that as you're pretty mobile. Skip the fluff and the shallow advice. Global Grind provides you with actionable steps so you can start grinding towards your dream of working abroad. Um, and then if there was third one, I, I would recommend um, if somebody is limited on time, but they want to be consistent is to develop your own show develop your own segmented show, you know, and each, show, and, and, and when I say that, it's not like a, you have to do 20 minute shows or something like that. But essentially what I mean by that is the show is something that shows up consistently, right? Either daily or every Tuesday at seven or, you know, once a month, whenever you get a show together, you get creative about what things you want to cover in that show. But it's really important that you again, identify where it is that you want this show to serve your audience. Do you want them to start to know you? Do you want them to start to like you more? Do you want them to start to trust you? Developing some sort of series or show in that way, I think, is really, really powerful because essentially for what you know how to do as well, like you can, this is one of the notes I was going to make today. You can literally do like a mind map, list out everything that you know about 
And then what things under those categories do you know? Just do a whole brain dump of all the things that you are aware of how to do. Even if you think, you know, I'm not as good at that, right? It's not as good as a Gary Vee or somebody like that, but you know it. That's something that you can talk about. That's something that you can bring to help somebody else. Writing all those things down as well really helps to, you know, again, identify that content that could serve your show. I'll give you guys an example of a show that I'm going to actually be starting in another few weeks here. It's called The Call to Coach. My intention going forward for the next season of my business is to be around those that really impact my life. And having coaches, having mentors, having those people around me has been incredible for my journey. And I find myself also listening and consuming a lot of content from these people just to develop myself, get more uh, information and more insight on how I can better myself in my business. I'm like, you know, I'm already spending quite a significant amount of time with these people. (laughs) And I really enjoy being with them. I I love learning from them. I love just, in in some cases, more recently, now that I live on the West Coast, actually being in the proximity of these people. So all those things really make a huge difference. I'm like, well, since I'm around them, let me develop a show that will really highlight and demonstrate my ability to uncover story um, with them. Because I really feel like for a lot of coaches, as many as there are in the world, their story is what sets them apart. So if I can dive into that and gain more insight, then maybe I would have the opportunity to provide further value for them by doing their own show. The, the whole point of what I'm saying is that particular show that I'm thinking about doing, it's very, very strategic. It's very specific. It's going to get me in front of more coaches, who, which are the people that I want to meet. And it's also going to demonstrate my ability to listen and to produce. So it's kind of all those things in one. So I think that that's available to everyone else as well. When you're talking about the three types of videos that can really help for somebody who's limited on time. I would say be very, very social and active as you're mobile throughout your day, but then find a way, even if it's interviewing other people, if it's just having a quick five minutes of inspiration and you name it that and you know you demonstrate your value in that, just stick to that once a month, once a week, whatever it is that you decide and just have that in place as well as a staple. So those are the three that I recommend. That was like a long-winded answer to all that. <laughs> no, it's okay because I really do feel like people are already kind of doing that, but just not in a structured way. I always look at IG as being people's reality TV, right? Especially the ones that share everything, what they're eating, who they're with, where they're going, what they're doing today and everything else. You know, I'm very good at doing like the newbie chronicles. So it's funny that you have mentioned doing the show. I wanted to turn that into something that was a little bit different, right? I usually just do it randomly. But when you start putting a time structure on something, it now becomes a job. And it's not just something that you do because you enjoy doing sometimes. So that's how I feel at sometimes. But you know, what I realize is when I do these chronicles, people really do engage. It's a great engagement. So it would be better if it was turned into like a video instead of me writing it. I'm just saying what I wrote basically and letting people have that conversation with me. You know what I mean? And adding comments or whatever the case may be. And I can actually continue the conversation based on seeing people's comments come up and addressing them at that moment. I think that we all have a level of brand that you can pull from, you know, just what you're currently doing and looking at it and seeing, oh, people love when, do you know what gets the most engagement on social media? Cats, animals. People love freaking animals. I get lost in it. 
Oh, are you one of those that go down a rabbit yeah. hole? Yeah, because my my uh, my friend will tag me, or my sister will tag me. Then I'll tag my son, and the next thing you know, I'm sli- I'm like, oh, I gotta get, I gotta stop. <laughs> I do. I love cats. I'm sorry, I'm one of those. Yeah, the people I realize love <laughs> freaking animals, right? So like, people created these whole entire like communities and personas around their animals. You it's know? crazy. It's uh, you know, it's it's all about <laughs> consistency and just getting up there. I met a guy who who literally set up an Instagram account for a rock that he found, a rock, and he would post about it. He would do videos. He would put the rock in different places. <laughs> you know, people do that with the stuffed animals. <laughs> the stuffed animals traveling. Yeah, I've seen and you that. You see them just kind of looking out the window and <laughs> just like, yes, yeah, it's out there. My it's friend has awesome. a page for her dog, her French, uh, what are they, French bulldog or something like that. And I was telling Nubia, there's an actual Facebook group, cat lovers, right? Who post like along their travels or whatever, post random pictures of cats they find along, like they're walking down the street. Because I do it too. I'll take a picture. I'm like, oh, look at the cat I found. Oh, you know what that, I, mean? I don't know, but then there's an actual whole group the cat that does that specifically. Come here, kitty. And if the cat doesn't look her way, she'd be like, well, fine. You don't want to talk to me either. <laughs> so what my point is that there is a niche for everything. That is my point, right? So whatever it is that makes your heart sing or that you're passionate about, you could definitely draw from this or that particular content um, that you are currently doing and create what you would call a show or a more structured way of doing something. You know what I mean? Automated or whatever the case may be i'm curious because okay so you're saying like throughout your day be sociable and all this other stuff i gotta speak out for my introverts because we don't always like to go outside <laughs> so it's like if you're a homebody and that's kind of like your thing you know how do you balance that okay guys i'm in another room you know like hey i'm in i'm in the room like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you We thank you for your support. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Now back to the show. Well, did you just talk into, you're talking to your audience, which might be full of introverts. That's the whole point. You're thinking too hard about it, right? You don't necessarily have to be outside of the house in order to create videos. You can create videos right where you are. You know what I mean? It's just about having something to say sometimes there's people that don't have much to say there's this guy malcolm um malcolm harris i think it is he is just full of energy and he will just be you know hey guys i just wanted to come on and say hey and da 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 like you know just real quick videos and he'll be in his office or he'll be in his underwear he'll be whatever he is so i would think from an introvert standpoint it would just be that you know introspections with an introvert or something like that you know what i mean something simple because there are many of you out there. Yeah, I was just being silly. <laughs> but it's a good idea. It's a but good you, idea. you know, if you are kind of in, uh, you know, small spaces or it's not as exciting where you're at, it, it does take a little bit more creativity to figure out like what you can do. I mean, on YouTube, there are a lot of videos where people are in their office, you know? So if you make your office look pretty cool, just put a little, put a sign or something on, you know, on the wall at least or something just to kind of make it kind of stage it. If, you know, if you're doing a lot of stuff from there, 
but just be creative about your space and how you can utilize it. The kitchen, people love the kitchen. Kitchen videos are huge, you know what I mean? I don't know what it is, maybe because the kitchen is a place of congregation where people just enjoy it, something homely, where people kind of resonate with or whatever. But anywho, moving on, there are tons of ideas that we could like spew out about videos, right? But it's not even just about the ideas of video. I think the point is the consistency. And that's where it becomes a little bit more complicated in my mind. But we have tools for that, such as automation. So can you talk a little bit about some of the tools that people can use to produce good quality videos? Because I do everything on my cell phone, okay? I don't have a DSLR. I don't have a gimbal. I don't have a drone. I don't have none of the things that can help me make better video production. So I use you know, my cell phone for pretty much everything. What are some tools that I could use to help create better looking videos that look a lot more professional and better quality? I always say light and your audio are your best friends when it comes to video. If you want to up the quality a bit, either finding ways to be around more natural light or actually getting a light yourself. You can get like a small ring light or something to that effect and just, you know, have that that you utilize. Sometimes light can make a big difference. Most times it does. And then audio as well. Find different ways to bump up the audio quality of your video. So even if you are recording from your, let's say your iPhone or your Android or whatever, you know, get a headset, plug it in, or sometimes even the AirPods are really good if you have those for getting better quality audio from your recordings if you're recording from your phone. And really, you know, check the settings on your on your devices as well. See if you, you know, are on 1080 or 720, some things like that. You might even not recognize that your phone has 4K quality and you can record from that. So go and check your camera settings on your mobile device to see how you can bump up the quality there. And there's so many different things. I mean, so many tools, so many different added things you can buy and do. So if you are a, a do-it-yourselfer, then certainly utilizing a number of apps and softwares that are available online. There's one called wevideo.com, which actually allows you to edit within the browser. So you don't have to have a separate software, let's say, and you pay monthly for that. So things like that can be good to at least help you from the editing standpoint, or you can utilize a lot of services like fiverr.com that will, somebody will edit a video for you for five or 10 bucks just to save you time. I mean, I'm always thinking nowadays for myself, like how can I utilize my time the best? You know, does it make sense for me to sit here and spend two or three hours doing something that I could pay someone else five or 10 bucks to do? How much is my time worth? You get what I'm saying? So that two or three hours I can utilize with sales, something that will bring in more income, something that will drive my business further. So really understanding too, like where your time is best spent to keep your business moving forward is really important. It doesn't, you don't have to become a video editor and there are tools out there that make it simple to do. And again, going back to our previous lesson that we talked about, it does not have to be Hollywood quality either. I listened to a guy for years and he looked like he was a hostage. You know, like the video was horrible. <laughs> that always cracks me up when you say that because I could just picture like, <gasps> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it was dark. It's like he was in this chair. It's like this. You know, everything he was saying, though, was gold. So I'm telling you, the quality doesn't always of the actual video doesn't always trump everything. I mean, eventually you do want to utilize the tools that are available that will make it easy. Um, so, you know, just a quick tip, few tips like that are good to up your quality of the videos you are putting out. All right. So as we're wrapping up, what is because it's now time for them to start grinding. Right. What would you suggest for them to really get a head start on this? Our mission is to see you win. We make sure you have every single resource you need to cut through the clutter and make things happen.
So what I'm going to challenge you guys with is to review your customer journey. Review your customer journey. Ask yourself the question of how do people find out, how are, how are people currently finding out about who I am? How can I get them to like me more and how can I get them to trust me, right? To identify and see how that is affecting your business. The next thing I would suggest as a challenge is to create a mastermind map. So list out all the things that you know about, all the things that you've experienced, even in life and business. Like think about major life events that have happened to you and list out those things and just, you know, document and write out what do I know about? What can I tie to in order to to bring my message home even further by connecting with my audience? Create that mastermind map and also, I would recommend mapping out some sort of a calendar, even if you use like a Google calendar or something to that effect, like list out when you want your content to be recorded or published, right? Add it to your calendar. Remind yourself to get in there and do it. And, and the last thing is just look for inspiration, right? What are some of the recent questions that you've received, right? What's some news that's going on? What's happening in your life, right? You know, are there any success stories that have come up? Did somebody experience some sort of pain, you know, or heard you talk to somebody that day who was experiencing issues? in their business and you just talked about it or something like that. Like, what are the things that are actively happening around us that can spark content for us? You know, even books that you might be reading, right? Like, you can share things like that, things that you're learning, things that are happening right now for you, how you've invested, where you're investing your time. Find those different sparks along the way to really plan out your your content as well. I think that's great. I think that's great. And last lesson, we talked about the Superman stance, right? Just kind of like, back up, chest out, head up, or whatever, I think that's important to kind of start there, right? Like, hmm, and then just let the ideas flow. Because I just think that there is a there is a level, truly a level of confidence in your posture and in the way you receive yourself, right? So before you start this mind mapping, before you start really just diving into calendars on that kind of stuff, Start with the Superman stance. Put your arms out. Be like, I got this. You know, take a deep breath. Because remember, we talked about breathing. Do all these little exercises to get the, the juices flowing. Because creativity flows through with confidence. When you have confidence in your ability, so much shit comes, right? And it just comes and it flows and it flows. With that said, I want you guys to get grinding. Parshel, thank you so much. So this lesson was all about the top types of videos to produce. And what are the best kind? And Honestly, it all is relative, right? It all depends on you and what it is that you're trying to portray. What is your goal? You know, um, be aware. Are you trying to educate, sell? You know, what is it? And then from there, you can learn what type of video will work for you, whether it's product, onboarding, internal training, testimonials, promotional. The list just goes on and on and on. Length of videos. If you're a new entrepreneur or you're new to branding, new to coming out on your videos, uh, is it smaller clips or better, right? Shorter clips are going to be better than longer clips because you want to start building that trust and introducing yourself and getting your audience involved in knowing who you are. So keep the video shorter and then start progressing from there. But most times we don't go into our phone and check the settings and see what the DPI is or anything like that. We just keep it on default. And then we talked a lot about creating that mastermind map. List out all of the things that you know about that you can feel like you can give back to people or whatever it is and create a calendar and utilize certain tools that you can use, right, to, to get it out. Because I think a lot of people feel like you have to be, you know, on this different scale. You can hire contractors on Fiverr and we'll put all these links in the show notes so people can get to it. 
I like your series. That's a great idea. Process. So don't be surprised if I come out with a series tonight. Because <laughs> that's how I am. I'm a Sagittarius and I'm impulsive. So, so, so thank yeah, you, Parshell. Which, which, I'm sorry. I was going to talk trash, but I'll, I'll do it after. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> Parshell, thank you so much for being you, with Parshall. us for lesson three. And we will be back next week with lesson four. What do we have for lesson four? Yeah, lesson four, I dive into a formula that I've developed over the years. It's a seven-step formula how, for how you can stand out with your video content. Love it. All right. So we look forward to that next week. All right. Thank you for tuning into the Global Grind series. As you know, this series is really short. It's four episodes. Catch us here on Tuesdays as we give you practical advice so you can begin your international career. And don't miss our regular Chronicles Abroad episodes every Wednesday to listen to real people living that international life. And be sure to catch Monday Message to get inspired. Make sure you also follow us on Twitter at Chronicle Abroad and Instagram at Chronicles underscore abroad. Be sure to email us at info at chroniclesabroad.com. In the meantime, stop daydreaming and start grinding. Music by Almighty K-Rock.